Great. Well, that was easy. Hope you had a nice day because it was <laughs> kind of a <laughs> yeah crazy day around here. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, Veronica, five, four, three, two, and one. one. Hello, world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue. Welcome to the happy hour. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Isn't it just uh, one of those uh, interesting days where, you know, nothing major happens when we decide to record the podcast? <laughs> oh, my Lord. My name is David Auger. Uh, I'm at MetalDave02 on Twitter.com. I'm joined, as always, by Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And uh, Beth is out again. You know, as we mentioned in the past, uh, recording on Tuesdays is difficult for her, so she may not be able to make too many of these. But we have another guest with us uh, this evening, and he is a man that needs no introduction to anybody uh, in the Habs uh, world. Uh, he is the voice of the Canadiens, la voix de la Canadienne, Monsieur Michel Lacroix. Guys, <laughs> nice to see you. Nice so to nice hear to from see you. you again. Likewise. Now it is always, always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, we are we are missing you dearly. Well, same on my past. side, to be honest with you, David and Veronica. Mm, that's great to hear. Fun Thank to be you. around. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> we try our best. We really do. We, do, we Good. really try. <laughs> yeah, even in these times, and. You know, if it's not uh -huh. uh, something going on with COVID, it's another thing going on with COVID. And that really hit home these past two days. And Michelle, I think you know exactly what we're talking about. Can you tell us what's what's going on with the team and, you know, how things started with Yoel and uh, Kotkaniemi it, having to be out and then the postponement? Uh, the postponement. Yeah, it, it, to be honest with you, it was kind of a crazy day yesterday first mm -hmm. because we indeed got the, uh, the news that uh, Armia and KK were, uh, their names were uh, added on the, uh, the COVID list. Mm. And then we went to the rink, the, the Bell Center, uh, as usual for the, uh, the game against the, the Oilers. And all of a sudden, roughly around, I'd say, 530 uh, we got info saying, well, we might have a little problem. We're not sure. We might delay the game just as uh, the situation had happened when the orders were in town the last time. It was uh, Pulley Yarvi who indeed tested positive, mm. uh, who was on the list, should I say, uh, yeah. at that occasion. And all of a sudden, blank. Mm. We, uh, we were all set up. The uh, off-ice officials were ready. Uh, the uh, trainers from both teams were getting everything ready. Uh, no signs of players anywhere. And all of a sudden, uh, we had an info coming in from the NHL saying that there might be a problem with the game and we had to wait maybe 15 to 20 minutes time to get with, uh, in touch with our hockey operation people saying, okay, there might be a problem. And indeed there was. So, uh, I think roughly around, uh, what was it? Uh, eight, uh, I mean, uh, six. 30, yeah, it was something. I'm not mistaken, yeah. or close to that. Uh, the uh, the game was officially postponed mm -hmm. by the uh, by the NHL. Then uh, we we had a meeting and said, okay, well, hopefully we'll be back on Wednesday. And we even thought that there might be a possibility for us to play a game tonight, just in case mm -hmm. we we could fill in uh, the gap. We'd play, let's say, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, have uh, a day off on Thursday and then play again on Friday with the orders and then back on regular schedule on uh, Sunday uh, against the, the Ottawa Senators. But no, that was not the case. And we were informed uh, that indeed they had to proceed to tests, all the procedures, uh, following the procedures from the, uh, the NHL COVID uh, protocol. Mm -hmm. And we learned late this afternoon that indeed all games were canceled until March 29th. And when we say games canceled, we mean not only games, but also the, uh, all the facilities are closed. Uh, players are in quarantine. They're not allowed to, to, to move around. 
and basically we're up to that point right now and we don't really know because there's a lot of speculations you'll understand it yeah. what are we going to do will we play these games will we have to play these games if so when and under what type of situation or conditions so it's a little crazy to be honest with you uh some will say maybe this might be a good thing because as an example title to foley wouldn't I've played the games against the Oilers, so it will, it might give us the possibility to have to fully back uh, for for the games uh, against the the Oilers eventually. Mm. But but then again, the, the, all we think about first of all is health of the players, hoping yes. that Armia and KK are doing fine, they're okay, uh, and of course. Uh, because they were at the, the practice session uh, two days ago, uh, it, 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 might, it might ignite something, a situation that uh, is, uh, well, i give you an example. In Boston, they're having a hard time. So yeah, lucky enough for us, we were lucky since the beginning of the season that we didn't have one game postponed in the North, Northern Division. Mm-hmm. That's right. That is lucky. And this, um, there's all kinds of speculation, obviously, online and on Twitter about how they're going to, if they're even going to have time to make up these games. So it would be three games that they're, that they're postponing, I think. And four? four? Games because yeah, four. Oh, the, including yesterday's, of course. Uh, yesterday's yeah. and then the Ottawa game on Sunday as well. Right. So. And so uh, Pierre Lebrun had said something about a possibility of, you know, if the games can't be made up to fit in the schedule, um, that they would go by point percentage. Mm-hmm. It, could and be, then- it could be a possibility, but then again, uh, we're not. We don't have to play these games if they're meaningless. Okay, so that's one good thing. I mean, yeah. If 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 it doesn't change anything at the end of the season, so yeah. We don't we don't have to play these games. What's what's important is that that period, that time frame at the end of the season was was put in there to allow players finally to to say, okay, we'll have a break before going in the playoffs. Because I mean, it's a crazy schedule. We all know that. So mm-hmm. and uh, the number of games these guys like this this week we were playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sunday we had played Friday and Saturday so I mean it's we yeah. don't play the game and we feel that it's, it's really tough on us so imagine these guys it's crazy it's a little crazy not only for us but for all the the players involved in the NHL yeah yes exactly absolutely yeah and as you said too sure um it's a it's a little bit of a blessing because it gives the guys actual time to rest to Foley, the rest mm-hmm. of the team also, yeah. because it is a grind for the Habs in particular. Um, and even then, you know, say, say, well, now they get this, uh, this week in March, um, April, they're right back on the horse, but April includes back-to-backs as well. Mm-hmm. And trying to make up a game in there, uh, it's, that's going to be really interesting to see how they how they figure that out or as you say if it if they even need to so yeah, yeah well that's, that's just they, they've got to they've got to move i mean it's not that easy to move from edmonton to, to ottawa or toronto or vancouver back and forth i mean they've got to really think about the, the, the schedule how the players will be able to recuperate from uh east west traveling and everything mm-hmm. so that's one be- it might be helpful, and I'm relating to golf because often we've got a, uh, let's say, weather delay. Uh, there are some players who are on a roll and that will say, mm, I wish we could have gone and played true. There are other players who'd say, well, I was not playing that good. So that little break will probably allow me to go back to their driving range get a few things uh, technically fixed and to be back on track and to be back in 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 much more competitive uh, fashion. So Mm. it it goes both ways, but eventually, of course, these guys like to play and they 
they were grinded to play four games this week. Will that be helpful? I don't think so. The way we were playing, we were playing good. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we had, we were, I'd say, on, I won't say on a roll, but we, <laughs> because we, we won one <laughs> game. But what I meant is that the guys were getting into that, that mood with Ducharme after all these changes. So well, it's really, really too bad because I think that the team was going forward. For sure. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, yeah, I guess uh, to, to just talk about the game, uh, last week's games, let's see, uh, overtime loss against Winnipeg again, overtime loss against Vancouver again, and then finally... They had to get the blue jerseys on to figure out <laughs> the overtime in the shootout. But what a, well, it, that is such a that is such a, a blessing there. And and That's price it. price when he was leaving the ice, off or back, off. yeah. <laughs> that that was funny. I, the uh, uh, Dominique Duchamp, our coach, uh, put it out in a, <laughs> in a fancy way uh, during the, the press conference said. Okay, we'll talk about something else now. Yeah. <laughs> let's forget about these blue jerseys and let's forget about yeah. the uh, the the win in overtime or in a, or in shootout because uh, I think we I personally think that we played good uh, against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, I mean, whenever you you get into a tie game, it means that indeed you did something right somewhere mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, th- there might be glitches right and left where coaches won't be happy about this little picky situation or that. But other than that, I think that the guys are, 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 are they're working hard. There's one thing we cannot complain about this this time this year. It's the way the guys are behaving on the ice. They're working hard compared yeah. to there aren't no guys sleeping around over there. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know uh in particular uh just watching Kalkaniemi, he is really really uh bringing it together uh especially with the line that he was playing with with uh Anderson and Drouin and Drouin too. He's he's mm-hmm. finding it as well and uh it which was so why it was yeah, which is why it was so unfortunate to learn that he ended up uh, on the on the covid list there, but um, things really were coming together. And, you know, we haven't spoken to you in such a long time, Michelle. New coach for the Habs. <laughs> New coach. <laughs> um, what can you tell us about uh, Dominic Ducharme? Have you uh, had time to ever speak with him at all or, or anything we, like that? We, we, had a, <laughs> we had a good conversation, but it goes back, oh. I would say weeks, I'd say months ago <laughs> okay. now. Oh, but he's a very fine gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, crazy about the game. Loves the game. He's uh, along with Alex Boros. They're the type of new coaches in the league that are they're crazy about little things right and left. They've been brought up. Uh, we're not talking about the old-fashioned coaching uh, guys. We're talking about the guys that were brought up slowly but surely in junior leagues and then or should i say even minor leagues then juniors and then american league working also with the uh, the canadian uh, hockey canada program slowly but surely getting with the canadian national junior team so they know they know the guys they know the business they know how to work they've got that new philosophy i think with younger players uh, boros is a crazy guy i tell you he, he could talk hockey for hours and hours and a little this here and that you haven't seen this because i thought of this and i mean and it, it goes on and on and on i mean there it's it, and there's also joel bouchard uh, who's oh, doing yeah. a, a fantastic job with the rocket uh, right now uh, as a matter of fact they're uh, out west and uh, <laughs> The, the way things are going, I think they're 11 and four since the beginning of the season. And uh, to, to show you how things are going with the the Rocket, uh, all the players were allowed to to buy cowboy hats and cowboy boots <laughs> in order to, to to get to get in the mood because it, it's going it's going good. So that that change, uh, I want I, I cannot say it was necessary, but I mean. 
obviously I think we needed a change. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dominique is uh, a young, new coach like Alex Boros, like Joel Bouchard. And if you look across the league, I think that there's a, there's a tendency uh, with these uh, new, uh, new coaches because there's a tendency with new young players. And that's mm. the whole thing. I mean, the, the veterans are, of course, important on the team. But uh, if you look at the uh, uh, on our team right now, we're talking about Suzuki, we're talking about uh, KK, we're two young, very young centermen. Uh, we're talking about uh, young players like Evans. We're talking. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not what it used to be. The NHL is changing. Uh, there are a lot of things that are uh, changing in the NHL. The mentality uh, and You're in or you're out. That's mm -hmm. another big part. Mm -hmm. I mean, you won't you won't stay with the organization for three, four, five years in the American League. If you don't make the team after three, four years, then you'll have to go somewhere else because yes. we've got more junior uh, players coming in. So, and we've got to, that's the way that's the way they they go at it right now and I think it's it's a very uh, honest situation and it also brings a lot of new uh, I'd say administration uh, problems uh, uh, the uh, the way they are negotiating or renegotiating contracts long-term short-term contracts what do we do what do we do with the uh, collective bargaining agreement so you don't you don't I won't say you won't coach the same way, but you won't manage the same way either. So there are big changes in the NHL mm. right now. And whoever will get through in the most fashionable way is the, the people who will probably readjust the, uh, consequently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really quick about the rocket, because I wanted to, um, to expound their laurels because they are really flying. Um, I, um, I have a, a subscription to uh, the AHL TV and uh, just watching them play those guys, they're on a whole other level of compared to the other teams that they're playing early on mm -hmm. in the season. They had like a great start against the, the Belleville senders, but Belleville um, uh, they're, they're probably struggling quite a bit this year, but just recently this past week, uh, the rocket went up against the Stockton heat and the Stockton heat was the next Uh, divisionally mm -hmm. you know the next uh, team below the rocket as uh, for competitiveness and the rocket swept them and i'm just yeah. looking at scores here uh what, what was it um four to one four to three four to three in overtime but that rocket team is just, it's just flying led by paling uh Elenin, and i had it right here and kaden primo And Joseph, Kaden. yep, and and Jordan Wheel. <laughs> If you That's can, it, because they they the do wheel, have the real deal, but they, they <laughs> do have a nice nice mix yes, of veteran do. and mm -hmm. uh, younger players. But it, we're talking about the, the future of the abs here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Yelonen, uh, Paling, Primo, they're top, they're top players. So, so and uh, and I think if you look at Let's go back a few years mm. when Max Pacioretty went back to the uh, the American Hockey League. The way when he came back, he was a totally different player. Same thing with KK. Remember KK playing mm -hmm. in Laval last year with the Rocket? And the way he behaved and the way he played during the playoffs last summer or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah whenever it so, was now. <laughs> that's it. So it, basically it's... It, it, I mean... And that's why I was saying uh, Joel is doing a wonderful job. And uh, Alex Boros was with the Rocket at the time. He was brought up with the uh, the team. But uh, I mean, they're thinking the, the mentality, the way they're thinking with the young players is very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to put you on the spot, Michel, but didn't um... uh -oh. I was I was wondering how um, Joel chose Burroughs. Did they go back? Like, did they used to play together? At some... mm -hmm. Okay, that's what, yeah. Yeah, because I wondered but, what that connection was. But Alex, was. Alex uh, Veronica had a very good reputation. He is the kind of guy that be 
playing with the Sundins, of course, in Vancouver, but yep. he was so picky. He was looking at videos. He was looking at stats from that guy and that defenseman playing left, playing right. Maybe we could use that type of play, that type of play. He is that crazy about the game. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes to tell you that. And I think that basically the changes we did on the power play were a result of what Alex brought in. Now, he, he needs to be, uh, he needs more time to, to, to be with our players because yeah. it, it, you, you just can't change that in a matter of two or three weeks. It, mm -hmm. it, it does take time, but he, what, I, what I was, and I don't know him that much, but what my colleagues to, uh, told me about him is that he is a crazy maniac guy about the, the game situation and he loves simply winning and that's that's yeah. what we need <laughs> yeah it was impressive just how much i remember on the very first power play um since the coaching change i i, I tweeted out okay alex burrows show us what you got <laughs> and they scored <laughs> and they scored and it's just like wow and it, it already looked so different and I think that um just like you were saying I think that the the just the the voice of first of all a guy who was just playing you know he, yeah, he not long ago just, you're right. not long ago he's probably around the same age as Carrie and Shay if not younger mm -hmm. and so and just being that detail oriented and crazy about the game and all of that stuff like the power play perfect place for him. I, I don't know how it had, uh, um, what he was managing in Laval, but um, it's, it's transformed. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a new, it's a new vision. And that's probably what we need because if you look, we, we're not playing in the NHL the same way in 2021, the way we were playing in the eighties or nineties. Yeah. I mean, it's, the game is a lot faster, uh, and we realize that, I think, in the Northern Division this year, we see that, ooh, guys like uh, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, and ooh, these guys are flying. They're really, really skating. So if you go back, let's say, 90s and early 2000s, ooh, there were a lot of hookings. There were a lot of... Not anymore. You just can't afford that. So no. you've got to coach in a different way. You've got to play in a different way. You've got to prepare your players in a different way. And that's basically what it's all about. Uh, if you're talking about the, the, the good old times, uh, uh, Sam Pollock was the venerable, the honorable Sam, <laughs> would go to his uh, professional scouts and say, okay, guys, I need a left-handed uh, player uh, 6'2", 225, bring him in. They'd have a list of five. Now, if Marc Bergevin is asking the same thing to his uh, professional scouts, they'll say, we do have five, but uh, one is under the agreement with that team, under 2B and 3C. The other guy has got one year left to his contract. We cannot touch him. And there's also that guy who might be available. <laughs> it's not the same it's, no. it's not the same league anymore. We're not talking about the same thing at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Parody. The, um, the Habs can't just like buy a league in order to get a star player. In yeah. <laughs> Nobody can. Anymore. <laughs> no, not, that's it. You mm -hmm. just can't do that anymore. Different world. Period. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, even though you do get the number one pick at a draft it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean that it will work in a very the best way look at the uh, what's uh, Lafreniere is doing in, with the Rangers it's it's not as easy as they thought it would be no but it, that's the way it is I'm sure it'll readjust because he's a talented player but it's not it's it's not as easy as we thought it would be for sure. And we were talking about him with you when we last saw you in Montreal, Michel, that was ahead of the, ahead of the draft, obviously. And um, yeah, it's been interesting to see. I haven't been paying very much close attention, but you sure haven't heard much about him on Twitter. 
<laughs> among all the fans who were wanting to tank for Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. I know one of the interesting things about the Rangers, just to go completely off base of the podcast, um, <laughs> it was not very long ago where, uh, unfortunately, the, the the coaching staff for the Rangers had to quarantine, but they didn't cancel the game, so they brought up the coaching <laughs> staff from Hartford, and then they blew out the Flyers, I think yeah. it was? Nine? <laughs> yeah. Nothing? Not, nothing, Yeah. <laughs> You just you wonder what those guys in Hartford did. They just sat, <laughs> sat. <laughs> it's Miracle in Hartford. It's, yeah. It can happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I don't know how many other games that they coached, but they did pretty well. So, so what a what a interesting story and an experience for those guys. But also a crazy that. year, David. We must we, we must admit that it's. I mean, you look at some games, you just say, "Oh my God, what happened there?" and out west, same thing. You just go, oh, what about that guy? I haven't seen him for a while. All of a sudden, he scores three goals. And you, you just, uh, oh, that that type of play? No, not anymore. No, nope. bingo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but it's the situation is the same for everybody. I mean, it's and they're playing uh, once every what two, two two nights. They're playing two games in a row. Yep. It's it's hard. It, I mean, it's a tight calendar. It's really hard. If they're, as long injuries are getting involved, you you get into a slump. Sometimes you're in, you're out. It's it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. It's never easy. No, and then now it's even less easy. And also, uh-huh. there's also just the, you know, the added, the whole everything, the pandemic, the lockdown, quarantining, all of that stuff for the players. I don't know how it affects them mentally too, because their families are sort of, you know, dealing with the same kind of Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's it's also a thing where to just, uh, just to hop on the, on that as well, Mm -hmm. Veronica, where like, myself veronica we're at home we work you know we're, we're lucky enough to be able to work from home and we don't have to we don't have to go out into the public and we don't have to do anything players and you know other staff at the at the bell center and other rinks uh as well you know they have to go through protocol every time you know they have to get to work do mm-hmm. a b and c players they have to get tested every day and that's just you know it's another added level of just how well how difficult it is like you yeah. can't just like you know i need that towel for a second Mm-mm. no no no. that's <laughs> it's all <laughs> you have to be really careful and um i'm really looking forward to when we don't have to deal with that anymore and hopefully it's coming sooner rather than later so but the situation is mm. it's different from one state to another from one city to another mm-hmm. from from, from uh, one province to another uh lucky enough we, these are the first games that are not played in the Northern division, but I mean, all the, uh, all the players knew exactly what was going on. And I mean, we just can't blame uh, Joel Armia, Joel Armia and KK for, uh, for, even though there might be a negative uh, testing or, but, but that's not, that's not the point. The point is, Okay, what do we do from here? Uh, we we cannot we cannot practice. We cannot do this. We cannot do that. Not only that, but also we were starting to think that we might bring in people to attend the games. Yeah, that is a major setback for mm-hmm. all Canadian teams. Uh, even though, and Veracani, you know, in in British Columbia that. Rules were strict. We had strict rules in in Quebec. The situation was uh, about the same in in Ontario. They got two teams. So, uh, so what do we do from here? Uh, no fans. Maybe fans somewhere. Uh, Fifteen hundred, two thousand people uh, in New York. Fifteen hundred in Pittsburgh. Uh, no fans in California. No games in California. Yeah. It's it's a it's a gigantic puzzle you, you just can't and you just can't plus you've got uh, tv rights tv people in there the media people i mean you and you just can't say hold on to, uh, 
give me freeze that building facility for maybe two weeks, which you just can't do that uh, yeah. in New York or, or in Boston or uh, in Dallas. You've got to, life goes on. Mm-hmm. And for you, Michelle, how is the experience calling the games in the Bell Center with no fans? Right. <laughs> oh, no fun at all. No fun. <laughs> to be, to be no honest fun. How can it? I mean, it's, we, I'd say, uh, I might be wrong, but uh, I think we're about 125 people in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome <laughs> to the Bell Center. Okay. Yeah. My best part is, please rise. Yeah. <laughs> remove your hats. <laughs> you remove your hats and caps for the singing of the national anthem. <laughs> Three stars. Okay. <laughs> okay. See you next time. The game You're is tomorrow. You're doing great, though. You're doing it such a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's we. Would you believe that we've got to concentrate so much more because there's it, when on a regular basis we, we just go in the penalty box because I'm out of the penalty box right now. I'm uh, in section 109 with the game presentation manager and the audio guy who's working all the buttons right. so you can hear the, the, the crowd noise, but. Uh, so it's it's a different environment, and when I announce a goal, or let's let's go back in time, mm. Shea Weber is playing his one thousand game in the NHL. Yep, mm-hmm. there's not a soul in the building, and I can see Shea waving at people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sad, mm-hmm. so sad. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't. And for make his any family sense. too, who was there? Families families and friends and fans and the the guy who's right beside me who's the audio technician is doing his best but they, there are moments or situations that you just can't you just can't uh, tell the crowd how to react mm-hmm. they will uh, they will react instantly to a situation it, it takes a, a second or two the punch is gone the feeling's not the same. When I announce a goal, uh, usually we get the crowd saying, scored by number 11, Brendan Gallagher. We get the crowd noise. We, I do get the crowd noise, but mm. it's mm-hmm. not what it used to be or what it should be. Uh, we, <laughs> we even have, just in case, we even have caps so we can throw them oh, <laughs> on the yeah. ice in case... <laughs> of a hat trick but it goes yeah. to tell you that uh, right yeah it's it, it's not it's totally different the the uh, and i'm sure the, the players feel it the the uh, the energy is not the same no. and i'm referring to golf again but in the last weeks or so uh, uh there were about 10,000 people allowed on different golf courses for the PGA Tour events. We could, we felt immediately the difference between what we went through from May to uh, October last year. And the, the uh, even though we usually get 40, let's say 40,000 people on a golf course and they all bunch up uh, on the 18th hole at the end, you 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 know by the reaction of the crowd what's going on and and at least ten thousand people in there even though they're not necessarily <laughs> reacting in a positive way yeah. but we do have a response from a crowd and the players felt it and they they really told us about it the moment we'll get people in buildings across the league for the uh, an NHL game for NHL games I think it will be a major difference because we felt we feel the difference when I'm introducing the starting lineups when I'm introducing the uh, the singers for the national anthems there's a buzz in the crowd Mm -hmm. that does not exist and it I'm sure that the players miss that little buzz a lot 
And I miss it too. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because you feed off the crowd too when, when you're about Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. Just bored and. We're feeding on emotions. Okay. Yeah. That's the way it is. I mean, it, like I've always said, it, it's the saddest announcement you, you I, can, I can imagine is a rookie NHL player scoring in his first oh. NHL goal when the team is losing six to one. I mean, you. Yeah. Of course, you put emphasis on the on the goal, but it's not the crowd will not react the same way, but because the crowd is, I mean, it's a part. It's a part. It's part of the game, definitely. Yep, not a doubt. The seventh player. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes eighth and nine and ten players. Yeah. <laughs> Second. What was it that uh, Dominic Ducharme player. called the fans? The eight million eight, eight. assistant coaches. <laughs> assistant coaches. <Yeah. laughs> well, we it's all that we've got. We've got so many general managers in Montreal. <laughs> you can ask anybody. I mean, we have yeah. so many good ideas. <laughs> oh yeah. Why? Why isn't the coach listening to us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least, yeah. at least see we we got that monkey off our back with the. Uh, the blue jerseys mm-hmm. and yes. the uh, the overtime or shootout. So yeah, that's that's done. That's gone. So yeah, let's move on now. But I think what's uh, what's worrying the, the uh, team owners or managers right now is the the schedule. How will our team react? Uh, because it, it's. It's a tough. It's a tough schedule. Uh, you want to avoid injuries, uh, you, and you basically a, a coach like Duchamp will have to look at Carey Price. You'll have to look at veteran players like Shea Weber, like she uh, Petrie, Jeff Petrie, to say, okay, I won't be able to use these guys 27, 28 minutes a game mm-hmm. uh, because we're playing two nights or in a row or we're playing uh, three games in four nights. So we've got to be really careful. He might be injured. He might have a little... He, he, one guy might have a, a, a little problem. So it's it's not that easy. This will be, I think, the, the major thing to do for the coaching staff till the end of the season mm-hmm. yeah. doubt. so to help out uh some of the veterans we're trying to think we finally have at least uh, since the last time we spoke i remember we spoke a lot about alexander romanov or romanov rather romanov. yeah romanov yeah how is he holding up i know he's he, he, ups and downs like a, like a, a rookie player i think he's he's doing okay mm-hmm. talented player of course we you we saw that, uh, but it's a learning process, especially for defensemen in the National Hockey League. It's not that easy. But the uh, same thing goes for Nick Suzuki. So for more year, it's not as easy as uh, we thought it would be. Uh, like we said, at center, it's a learning process for KK and, uh, and Suzuki. Philippe uh, Dano had a hard time early in the season back on track now with uh, Gallagher and Tomas Tatar. Mm-hmm. So that's that's done. Okay. I think uh, Jonathan is uh, Jonathan Dwayne is playing much better now. We had uh, good results with uh, Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and Corey Perry, that veteran uh, wow. is, I'd say... Uh, that's the type of guy you want on your team. He is playing really good. He's helping out a lot of people. puts in a lot of heart uh, uh, when he's on the ice in any given situation. And uh, the fans in Montreal really, really like him. That's for sure. Yes. I know. We um, really do. Veronica really appreciates him because when he... Yeah. Uh, when he when he do when he uh does those small feints of his nothing speedy but just right at the right time he can but great hands any, great hands uh, Veronica calls it the uh, the the Perry Waltz <laughs> it's, it's, when he just goes good. he's so he makes it look the Corey so Perry Waltz easy and never mind also um 
people really criticized uh, the first time that we used him in the shootout. And I thought mm. to myself, well, wait a second here. This guy has shot on more goalies more times than yeah. probably half of the Habs at this point in his career. But um, yeah, what a what a great shootout uh, against uh, Braden Holtby of all goalies. Just, uh, yep, yep. Uh, uh, Forehand, but, but we knew deep forehand to backhand. David, we knew from the start that a guy like Corey Perry would, would be very helpful mm. for the team. We knew we knew that right away. He's the type of guy that wherever he played, whenever he played, he, I mean, he's an accomplished player and he's really, really, really good. Mm. And it, it shows. I mean, he he's he cares for his teammates. He cares for the team, and he knows exactly. Okay, this is the way we should play. Under these, that this situation, this situation, this situation, he's been he's been in the league for so long that mm -hmm. he knows exactly what to do, and that is a very big help for uh, a team like because sometimes with young players, it, we've got a fragile team, and a guy like Corey Perry will probably calm down everybody and say, okay, this is the way we do it, guys. And definitely a guy like KK or Suzuki yeah. will just say, okay, listen mm -hmm. to the guy. I think he knows the business and he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also reunited with his Team Canada Olympic teammates with Carrie Price and Shane yeah. Weber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Carrie's, Carrie's back also to uh, yes. a form that uh, we know he, uh, but Kerry's Kerry. Being, uh, he, I mean, he's calm. He, he is the type of guy that will eventually, uh, he will eventually get back to his good old form as the number one goalie in the league and say, "Okay, guys, this is it." Yeah. If I'm so far so good, and then. Will when we'll need him, he'll be there. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Same with uh, Shea, I guess, because uh, let's not forget that uh, <laughs> these guys have been in the league for uh, a few years now, yeah. and that uh, playing as often as they do, uh, they need to rest. And it, and like I said, it, it will be interesting to see how the coaching staff will manage the situation with the veteran players. And uh, the number of minutes the guys will get uh, when they have to play, uh, let's say, every, every two days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, bringing up uh, Carrie makes me wonder um, about how you mentioned, you know, uh, teams now are not what teams were, you know, in uh, back in the uh, 80s and 90s. In particular, uh, a trend that's going on is these goaling, uh, goaltending departments. So... <laughs> Could we get your take on what a uh, you know news week it was when Stefan Waite was let go and then um, Sean Burke right was brought yeah. in yeah. to uh, to head the the goaltending department? What a wild uh, yeah, it came, bit of news it, it that came, was. Came as a surprise. Mm -hmm. Sean is was a member of our staff. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I know Stefan was he is a great coach. Um, I know that. Carrie and Stefan get along pretty well. Uh, but I think that uh, Marc Bergevin didn't have a choice. They, he needed changes. And changes meant, at that time, the coach, Claude Julien, the assistant coach, Kirk Muller, and to, to, to shake things up and, say, and to, to, to tell everybody, okay, we're, I'm moving in that direction, Okay. And I need to go there. And I don't necessarily have to relate to that past uh, uh, era. That's, what, that's my point of view. I haven't spoken with Mark mm. about it. And I haven't read or not that much about the, the, the situation. But, but Stefan will definitely be back in the business. He's such a good coach no doubt about it uh, and he the way he worked with uh Kerry price and the way he worked before in chicago i mean it's obvious that this guy will will be back in the league very very shortly no doubt about it and uh, i think Kerry not only find words 
about uh, Stefan Waite. That's mm -hmm. that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But when you need to, to to shake things up, there are some victims. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a business. It's sad to say, but that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's be. not easy for everybody. No. Um, so Beth, who couldn't be here tonight, she had a question that she wanted to ask you had she been here. And that is what it's been like to be recording the commercials during the pandemic, the ones that we hear on the radio. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, not too bad, not too bad, to be honest with you. Well, I did, I, I did a few. We had one, um, we worked on that. I don't know if you saw it or it was on Abs TV. Oh, I haven't. For, for HelloFresh, we, we did something with uh, with Yuppie, who was oh. uh, in the cooking department. Mm. So th that was kind of, that was kind of interesting. And we also, I I was quite busy, as a matter of fact, because of the uh, the PGA Tour events uh, yeah. in golf. So quite busy and uh, other uh, commercial breaks with the, the provincial government in the province of Quebec for the the COVID campaign. That was that was neat. That was fun. But it's uh, it's obvious that uh, what we all hope for is to, to to be back to normality. I think this it's and if you look at the uh, the situation in professional sports, I mean we're all looking for that. And we're anxious to, to have people in buildings. We're anxious to see. Uh, I was talking to, to Jeff Kay, the uh, PA in Dallas. Mm. Even though they, they went through hard times over there, but they had uh, something yes. like, what, 5,000 people in the, in the stands. So the, and they've got people in Carolina. They've got people in Pittsburgh, uh, Philly also, New York. So... It's, 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 we're there. I mean, it's, yeah. we're not there yet, but we're on our way. Yeah. And vaccination is a lot uh, easier uh, in the United States compared to what we, we do have in Canada, even though uh, there's a slight progress uh, in, in recent weeks, but it will definitely take another month or so, if not, and I won't say that this the the situation with the Montreal Canadiens is a major setback, but obviously we'll have to uh, yeah. think about think about the, the fans and the spectators situation in in a totally different way, maybe for another month or so. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. that's not necessarily what the the plan was was intended. But hey. As long as we're all, as long as we're all surviving, and as long as we're getting vaccinated, and hopefully, forget about the COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. That's the main. That's the main objective right now. Yeah, health and plan. playoffs and yes. playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. The way it's going now, uh, to, to be honest with you, it might we might even go through. <laughs> end of june or early july yeah yeah so it's i mean i've got to i've got to play golf somewhere somehow <laughs> yeah the weather's finally starting to break i know i know i'm feeling that in uh in new york sun shining oh my god yeah. haven't felt that in a while i know i um, have my spring allergies perfect yeah. well we had we had temperatures what 60 60 degrees in Montreal, mm -hmm. or 15, 16 Celsius. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're getting there. Snow is melting slowly but surely. Yeah. So, but nice. and this time of the year, we usually start to think about the playoffs. That's the, and that's why our calendar is a little, uh, mm -hmm. is a little uh, wild because. March, we usually play the Bruins. We usually play the Leafs and say, okay, mm -hmm. have a look at the playoff situation. We'll play there and there and there. There might be this and this and this. And plus, uh, and the other thing is, I don't know about you guys, but uh, of course, it, it was for us very important because I, I was in the building and I, I could attend hockey games. Uh, and that was a, a big plus for me. But also what I'm missing is, 
the Panthers, the Flyers, the Rangers, yeah. the Bruins, the the Dallas Stars, the, the, mm. the way things are going, we see teams like, okay, Winnipeg, okay, yeah. three <laughs> games in a row, Oilers, okay, three games in a row, Ottawa, okay, oh, I, Vancouver Canucks, okay. <laughs> Again. They're back. Yeah. They're back, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I was actually so, just uh, looking at that, the... So if if the postponed games like didn't happen, if we were just continue the play, mm -hmm. uh, the next stretch against the Ottawa Senators, that's a four game series. <laughs> that yeah. that whole week, Habs Ottawa, yeah. have fun, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, one good thing is, I mean, pronunciation wise, <laughs> you get yeah. to have a look at the list and say, okay, I'm good for a week. Bingo, done deal. <laughs> How do you? McDavid, Weisertel, <laughs> okay, next. No Stutzle, okay, he's done for the week. And are uh, those um, between Ottawa and Montreal, or are those like between the cities of Ottawa and Montreal, or are they all in one place? Oh, no, no, we're... Oh, uh, the series, it was, I think they did like, it split. Uh, home, okay. yeah. away, away, home. Because they, uh, it's not too far away. That's the, the, yeah. It's yeah. the closest. They're the closest teams. Yeah. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but uh, Toronto. Uh, I mean, uh, Toronto, Ottawa is Toronto, Ottawa closer to Montreal, no. Ottawa, or no. Calgary, Edmonton. I don't know. Calgary, Edmonton is about. It's less than two hours. Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That'd be really close. Yeah, I've driven it a number of times. Um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have actually in my old in my past life. Um, I just did want to mention to you, Michelle, about the um, the ambiance in the Bell Center. As far as viewer viewing it on TV, you guys are doing an amazing job. Mm -hmm. As far as the crowd noise. I, of all of the teams that I've all of the games that I've watched in the Canadian buildings, Montreal is doing the best in my right. unbiased opinion. And as far as you, Michelle, you make it sound like it's normal times. Oh yeah, you're just doing not it, missing as, a beat. from the viewing yeah, well, experience. It's nice really, of you to really, say so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But it's but it, like I said, it, it's not that easy. Uh, I'll tell the the game presentation guys uh, about it. But it's not that easy because you you do have to concentrate so much and like uh, I mean it's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I usually don't wear no, uh, no I don't usually wear a headset for as, right. for the um, for the announcements at the Bell Center. I only wear uh, my ClearCom just to get in touch with the, the people from the the press box. Right. But right now because of the situation, I've got to wear earplugs i've got to wear my mask i've got to mm -hmm. wear my clear cum and i've got to talk on the phone to, to the oh, official yeah. scorer so i've got to take off my earphone talk into the phone get lower my mask <laughs> then put everything back <laughs> yeah. and, but it, it it has to be done so quickly mm. and very often i forget so there's mm. a little echo so sometimes it does sound a little bizarre but it and, and it's the same for the music it's the same for the organ it's it's yeah. so like it, nothing's normal but <laughs> we'll get through we'll get we through yeah yeah but it's sure. like i said after all we're kind of lucky because we're in the building mm -hmm. and we're having a look at a hockey game and it's we've had good shows to be honest with you we had fun yeah Absolutely. And we miss we the fans, and we yeah. miss the fans, of course. And fans definitely miss going. Um, yeah. For myself, yeah. Uh, you know, being in New York and in Albany, uh, NCAA uh, tournament is is coming up, and the regional games are starting up for uh, you know the men's ice hockey. Um, Albany Times Union Center is hosting some of the regional games, and I thought, whoa, I didn't be completely was off my radar and now it definitely is on my radar and they're letting people into the building so i'm going to see if i can uh, maybe attend one of those and just see how 
how it works, you know, how they, they manage it. Um, I think some of the protocols are saying is that you have to have a, a negative test within three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, and this and of course the seating is is segregate is segregated you know away. I was, I was told today bowl. I was told today that the uh, the the Madison Square Garden that if you show up, uh, you get a test, you get to wait thirty minutes, and mm. then if you are negative, you're allowed in in certain sections. Mm-hmm. And if you've been vaccinated, you're allowed to come in, no problems. And yeah. I, I, we're, uh, RDS has been showing NCA games uh, involving Caulfield uh, for oh, the last yeah. uh, two months or so. For, oh, yeah. so. And the Badgers are back uh, on the air. I think it's uh, Friday, if I'm not mistaken, because mm-hmm. we're following the, the, the Caulfield situation and everything. But mm-hmm. I will situation people are missing that's it people are missing <laughs> hockey yes yeah they're yeah. missing sports professional sports mm-hmm. uh, i mean i guess it's about the same for for nba nba fans or mm-hmm. uh, or, or junior fans in in our communities i i know that they will allow uh certain spectators to to be back in the buildings for the junior major hockey leagues uh, in Quebec. So it ain't that bad, but hey, we're in late March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Spring is here. We'll forget about hockey very shortly. Well, maybe not if we're in the no. playoffs. No. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, I mean, I'm just grateful that we do have hockey games to watch, mm. you know, despite this like postponement situation. Yeah. But um, I'm really grateful that they did at least find a way, you know, to put, like you said, Michelle, this puzzle together for us to um, at least have, be able to watch our team. Oh, no, it's, but I tell you, the way things are are going right now for, I mean, imagine the TV people who, uh, to give an example at RDS, uh, they had to, uh, we had a game planned yesterday tomorrow, Friday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it's a three to four hour package each time. Oh, yeah. Probably on replay on multiple occasions. Mm. So they've got to go with, okay, what are we going to put on there? What do we have Mm. to do? What do we got to do? That's why basically I'm watching the situation because we might end up doing extra golf to to give these guys a, a little break. Mm-hmm. on the pga tour but a uh, same thing applies to uh, to the guys on the pga tour uh, the the commentators were not uh, basically on site they were in they were in orlando they were in los angeles they were, and or back home and that's the way we work that's the way things went and uh, at least you do have sporting events live sporting events going on but the, it's not easy technically to produce all that right. stuff i'll tell you that Ooh, for sure. yeah yes the um speaking about <clears throat> golf and we're actually coming on the last <clears throat> sorry the last couple minutes uh of our time um we had eric Engels on a few yeah. weeks ago and he mentioned something i thought was very curious he mentioned that he is a bigger uh golf fan than you I want to know what your response is to Eric Engels. <laughs> I'll tell Eric next time because <clears throat> he's always asking me to play golf at my club. I didn't invite him yet. So if that's his way to get invited at Kanawaki to play golf, the answer is no, but I'll think about it. But Eric's a nice guy. Have no fear. Mm-hmm. We do get along quite well. <laughs> Good golfer, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. High praise. Uh, <laughs> must admit, must admit, like, but uh, golf is golf. It's a very, it's a humble game. Mm-hmm. I and mean, sometimes you do find that uh, I saw, I, I was hosting the, the, uh, on the classic last week. And uh, when a professional golfer, uh, shoots 85 you just go oh my god i think that was my score last week (laughs) so you just never know (laughs) 
You That's just fantastic. never know, <laughs> especially playing with uh, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, well, well, we'll make sure that that he knows, and hopefully, yeah, we'll make sure that message gets to him. You see him. <laughs> I'll tell him. Don't have no fear. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Michelle, again, thank you so much for uh, for coming. David on. and Veronique, merci beaucoup pour votre invitation. Thank you for your invitation. Really, Always, really nice. Anytime. Such a pleasure to have you. And All right, guys. Yep. And I know Beth. <laughs> Hope to see you uh, soon back in Montreal. Yes, and I know that Beth was very, uh, very sad not be not to be able to make it today because she loves also speaking with you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Have Next no fear. time. We will figure it out. Good say hello to Beth for me. We'll do. We will. Okay. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Michelle. Merci beaucoup. Merci, merci beaucoup. All right. <laughs> Only Michelle. Bye bye. Okay. Take boy. care. Bye bye. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna close it out, Dave. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was actually wondering what I was gonna do. I forgot. I I kind of blanked on my whole what I'm gonna do there. Uh but we figured it out there. That's okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. That's fading okay. out now, and that was fading of course out. the the great and powerful Michelle Lacroix. Man, man, I miss him. Man, I miss him too. Man, I miss him. We have to coordinate that um, you will be in Montreal as soon as I can get there. Yeah. Um, at some point. At some uh, point. April 21st, I heard, is the next time they're thinking about the border. Uh, I mean, who knows? Oh, wow. Who knows? It was supposed to be March so, 21, and that's, you know, two days ago. And that didn't work. We're doing a... Um, Oh, no, I heard that in Quebec, actually, that for anybody coming in, you have to present your clean. I think it's at the airport. You have to present that you're clean. You don't have COVID. And then you're tested there, too, again. Wow. And then you have to wait to get your and then then you have to go in quarantine in a hotel, a government designated hotel for three days. Oh, yeah. For, for letting people in. I don't know from what country. I don't, I can't, don't remember if it was from the airport or what, but. Hmm. um, Very interesting. I haven't heard about that actually, but I you just have saw. had your shots. Yeah, I'm okay. And that's the only yeah. reason why I'm even considering like going to the NCAA stuff, but right. man, it's a ticket. You have to buy two tickets. Oh, and shit. Um, there's also, they also apparently do on-site testing, but they're making you pay like 40 Bucks you American for it. I'm like, I don't want to do what? that. I can just go to University of Albany and have the, you know, the yeah. Army National Guard plug up my nose again. Yeah. <laughs> awesome time. That's like the other thing. Like, do I really want to do that? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I think we finally caught up on everything. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that we actually covered everything that we what? should cover. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was pertinent to what was going on. Yeah, Excellent exactly. Job. Um so yeah, um, all I know is that I have a new green screen. I gotta hook that up to the wall at some point. It's one of those drag yes. down ones, like one of those maps in school. Oh yeah. Um, gonna figure that out. I'm using cool. Adobe Premiere Pro as our video editing software. Okay. It's uh, very expensive and also very good at things. And it's also very good at complicating very easy things. So I have to oh, uh, yeah. relearn a couple of things. But uh, yeah, go from there. It is Adobe the, has a way of doing that. It is. Uh, it's it's the best software, though. Yeah. It's, it's, be- it's an excellent tool. It makes it makes shit a lot more complicated, but yeah, so good. So good. So yeah. Cool. All right. So well, cool. That's it. That's it listeners. That was it. We're done. <laughs> We're over with. That's that's. We're over with. (laughs) Wow, we're not going to have any games to talk about next week. No. Well, good. Maybe it should just be the three of us then. Yeah. Oh, you know though, Monday might not work though. I have um, I have my my uh my skating camp for hockey. Okay. Starting up on Monday. Okay. And it doesn't get out till late either. And then we have the game Tuesday. Right. That's going to be a thing to figure out. So we'll That's... let all the listeners know how that all shakes out. Uh, and until Are we, we still do... recording? Yeah, we haven't said bye yet. 
Oh shit. Okay. Bye. I thought that we were done. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I thought that we were done. Yeah,